When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And then uh, the Baltimore game this past weekend, maybe you could make the argument that they needed all of 33 points to get that done and to come back. And he was terrific in that second half. But I'm sensing that we're going to get an overreaction because we just saw him go 14 for 14 in the second half. But the reality, guys, is that Deshaun Watson has been awful in his tenure in Cleveland. And of their six wins now on the season, we could make a case that maybe – Maybe there's one game in there that they do not win um, if he's not out there. But that's really it. I, You know, is he a top 20 quarterback right now? As bad as it is right now? Maybe. Maybe. I don't think he's top 15. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, it's not really about Deshaun Watson. It's their upcoming schedule is pretty tough because – Denver might be a lot better than we thought they were. Of course, you've got a division game this week with Pittsburgh, the Rams, the Jags. Who knows which version of this Jags team will show up? Probably not the good one. Then the Bears, Texans, Jets, and Bengals. It's not the easiest road. I actually like – I'm higher on the Steelers than I am the Browns just because of their head coach. But if I'm comparing Kenny Pickett to Deshaun Watson – I would have leaned Deshaun Watson, honestly, <laughs> and now I'm not quite sure. When we did our power rankings with best backups, neither of you guys had P.J. Walker in yours. So I'm curious where you're at on that right now. Well, no, I did not. The defense. No, I did not. It's, yeah. <laughs> the defense. No, I mean, P.J. Walker does stink yet. I mean, there's just no way around it, but – What level of quarterback do you need? You can get by with a bottom five quarterback. When the defense, we just went over there to shut out a couple games to give up three points. Like you don't need much. I mean, that not that the overall point with, with the state of this Cleveland team? Well, you don't need not much first off, because there are a lot of teams bereft of quarterback talent. Like it's not just the Browns. I mean, this is a Mm -hmm. league wide phenomenon we're talking about. And I think it's one of the reasons why whenever you're looking at market adjustments for backup quarterbacks, there does tend to be an overreaction. And I think especially this year, there is one because things are so top heavy right now. You think about the best quarterbacks in the National Football League, you know, the Pat Mahomes and guys like that. Well, they are that much better than everybody else. The question is, how often are the Browns going to be facing that top tier? Now, the schism between the top tier and everybody else, it's really wide, and it's only widening right now because the ceiling for Deshaun Watson is quite high. Now that's not going to happen at all. Like, we're not going to get anywhere close to this. But it always goes back to the same notion that I will be saying a lot, I expect, this week. And that is, when you have the number one defense in the NFL, you do tend to make the playoffs. You may not win the Super Bowl. In fact, more often than not, you don't. But you do make the playoffs for the most part. And I feel like that, yes, losing to Sean Watson is significant. But in terms of line movements, it will probably be exaggerated. First instinct, I saw the Browns going down from minus three to minus two and a half. That total looks interesting. We might need to discuss that. But I look at this and I go, 
absolutely the market's going to react and it probably will be an overreaction because this defense can sort of take care of the game by itself that's not going to change very much the question is okay in a really tight afc playoff picture will that tiny margin just that tiny margin we're talking about be significant because it is going to be a really close exciting race all the way to the end joe 24 hours ago we were talking about the cincinnati Bengals and how tough it would be for them to make the playoffs right now and the way the market is moving in real time now we need to see this settle a little bit but there is one sports book that has had drastic movement right now at some spots cincinnati's the second favorite in the division the team that we were saying is probably out with, with a team that was just, you know, they're up against it with their division record. We'll get into all that during power rankings. I see a plus 750 on the Browns to win the division, which is mm. crazy to me <laughs> based oh. on how the Browns are built and how they've won games so far uh, this season. So, yeah, I, I'm seeing uh, Pittsburgh and Cleveland pretty much get the same number at the very bottom. Boy, that feels like an overreaction for the six and three team to me. See, see that to two, makes sense to me. In my power rankings, I had Pittsburgh and Cleveland even last night. I honestly even wrote down I could have flip-flopped them. So now with no Deshaun Watson, I think that definitely makes me lean Pittsburgh here. Uh, and especially this week, so you're small. telling me plus four I'm getting Tomlin? Yeah, I like, <laughs> okay. I like the Steelers side. So in about 10, 15 minutes, we're doing our power rankings of the AFC wildcard picture. Five, six, seven, and then the first one out, last one out, whatever you want to call it. I always forget what we're supposed to call it. Has anybody made any adjustments based on this news this morning that they're going to reveal? Have, in a I'm minute? going to. Yes, I am. I, I'm keeping it the same. Are you? Yeah, because mm -hmm. you feel like that the, the margin is such to where, OK, Deshaun Watson has not played well enough wins and losses at the end of the day. We're kind of grouping everything together. You're saying that is not enough, despite it being at the most important position. And you also don't know what I have Cleveland doing. You know what That's I mean? True. Yeah, right. If, they, if, if they're already I'm bad to begin them, with, and it's like they're going to fall apart, then whatever. Like, there right. is yeah. that element. I. Lines down to two, by the way. It is moving. So maybe maybe I should just hang tight and get comfortable uh, before yeah. I back the Browns here because uh, I I do think that this is an overreaction. But this total of 34 and a half, like, I can't stop staring at it. Like, like <laughs> how many unders have we had here? And the likelihood that this is going to be another under as well? well like, how low can, can it go? It? Yeah, right. Yeah, where, Both these where would you go? Awful. What number would you need to go over? Oh, 33, 32 and a half. 32. Yeah. No, I mean. Right. And I don't even know that I would bet the over on that. I just, it's one of those games. <laughs> Does 13 defense. to 10 right. surprise you? No, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Right. 17, 13. It's also nah. a division game. They're lower scoring games anyway. So that's just kind of part yeah. of the deal. So I certainly get that. God. Yes. that's fun though i i'm excited but i will hang tight and wait for this market to continue to change and overreact and then i will pounce on the browns because they overreact that's kind of how it works uh shall we move on now uh let's talk a little college football playoff rankings and guys i had a bit of a holy crap moment yesterday when i was uh teaching my class and talking about the remaining lessons we have and assignments and things like that and i go 
holy crap, Thanksgiving's next week. And then I look at the college football <laughs> rankings and I'm like, holy crap, we only have three Saturdays left until we have to get the field ready. Like we're running out of games and running out of weeks here. So the rankings are, are starting to become indicative of what we're going to see uh, as far as the college football playoff is concerned. Georgia's number one, followed by Ohio State, Michigan, Florida State, Washington. Not too many changes here, really, except uh, at the top spot. But Joe, what do you make of this fact that we are running out of time and things are starting to solidify? Yeah, I had the same reaction with, with the schedule, just or just the yearly calendar, really, because a couple times I heard it mentioned what it was about. Oh, Thanksgiving next week. No, it's not. And I was thinking about baseball people like, oh, winter training. It's right around the corner. It's like a month and a half. I'm like, no, we got two months. Oh, my God. We're past the midpoint of November. We're there now. It is crazy how fast the football season moves along. Uh, Yeah, you're right. And there are a lot, a lot to this. Like part of me, it's we know it's never this easy with college football. But maybe in the final year of the 14 playoff, we just get four undefeated in the end. Maybe. That, that's out there with the limited amount of games that you mentioned that we have left. Maybe you end up getting there. There is a path for that. Uh, also, the reaction with the limited games that we have left. All right, the two lost teams are out. And you have two losses. You're not even part of this conversation. And with that, right. what, I mean, the committee's just screaming. You, you guys don't even need to schedule any tough games. You really don't. Even though they, you know, what they say is something different. Oh, we want you to schedule hard. We don't want to reward the teams that have all these bottom feeders and, you know, just handing out paychecks for wins. Well, your actions suggest otherwise. So if you have a two-loss team, you're out. If you schedule tough and you lose a, a tough game, you don't get credit for that. You don't get credit for that. And, you know, part of me with, with the five and the six here with Washington and Oregon, even though they've played tougher schedules, even though they are in the most competitive conference top to bottom, they don't get rewarded for that. And I get the sense, guys, that the committee's like, you know what? Who cares? Who cares about the Pac-12? You know, we're fine. We're going to have to be working with these other conferences moving forward. Pac-12's done. Like, it doesn't matter. We don't eat, We don't need to put one of these teams in there. And that's, uh, that's what we're seeing here at 5 and 6. Yeah, I couldn't agree more because even you look at Florida State and they struggled against a very bad Miami team. And then you look at Michigan's soft schedule. It doesn't make sense. And then you have undefeated team in Washington who you're not going to give any respect and love to. They're playing much tougher competition in the Pac-12. It doesn't make sense. It kind of annoys me the bias. And obviously the (laughs) Pac-12 is going away, but as someone who grew up, and went to a Pac-12 school, I think it's absolutely ridiculous, and it doesn't seem fair that you could be a team like Michigan who has cheating scandals and is beating up on crappy teams and dominate. Oh, they're so dominant. Okay, who have they played? And they're getting rewarded. It just doesn't make sense to me. It it ain't fair, Aaron. It isn't. And that's the state of college football, right? Like, Mm -hmm. college football is just inherently unfair it's always been this way and even as we expand the field to 12 for next year it's still going to be unfair to those other teams that say don't have a large fan base or they're in a smaller conference or whatever it is and you know as someone who roots for a lot of small conference teams i have to deal with this every single year so you're absolutely right like it's unfair on a variety of fronts and michigan is just the latest example of this One thing, too, that's interesting to me about the rankings, and this is more just this season than anything else, 
do you guys feel like that this year is a little top heavy maybe top heavier than in seasons past because right now we have five undefeateds at the top of the list and normally when the field gets set we have two or three or one this time right now we have five now obviously michigan ohio state play each other and it's possible washington loses to oregon state and that might be a money line bet that we need to go ahead and make now but there are a lot of undefeated teams and that usually doesn't happen this late in the year joe yeah that's true and part of it is scheduling or just randomness these teams in the top 10 how many have faced each other not many Mm -hmm. not many and then if you look at the upcoming schedule a team like alabama sitting there at eight still um and i'm not saying that they should be higher there are a a number of reasons that that's the case and part of it is like the sec is not as good as it usually is so i don't know that they're getting that extra credit that they should or there is the path that we all thought there is as they play Chattanooga this weekend and then an unranked Auburn team in the Iron Bowl. Like mm, they do have that Georgia game sitting there and that's going to be fascinating. So I guess that path is there, but it just might be the undefeated. I think there's a little bit of randomness there where these teams are not facing each other. Of course, we're going to get Ohio state, Michigan. We're going to get Georgia and Alabama. That one's already set in stone. We got Washington, Oregon earlier, but usually there's a little bit more of that. And maybe Aaron, part of that is teams that typically are not in that conversation are hanging around, not for the playoff, but they're in that top 10 with like Missouri and Louisville. I think Washington beats Florida state on a neutral field and deserves to be in. Yeah, Mm. sure. Flamethrower. I like it. This is Becky Well Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, as promised, we power rank the AFC wildcard contenders. That's right here on the Becky Well Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. In case you missed the breaking news from the last segment, Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson is out for the season with a shoulder injury. And this has been fascinating as far as uh, pulling the curtain here uh, on BetQL Daily because this week's power rankings involve looking at the hmm. AFC wildcard contenders. We will give you five, six, seven, and the first team out. And what's interesting here is during the break, we have been frantically trying to figure out how Deshaun Watson's injury, his season-ending injury, uh, should be impacting our power rankings. And so the pencils are now down. The pencils are down. The clock has expired. And now it's time to share our AFC wildcard power rankings. Aaron, how about you kick it off? Oh, man. I mean, I need another hour. I, I overanalyzed this a lot last An hour. And we finally get <laughs> breaking news. And now I got to shuffle mine around because there were a couple teams that I was torn on. And that was the Browns and the Steelers. And last night I felt like 
I'm going to give the edge to the Browns. And I thought what they showed last week was promising. There's still a lot of football left to be played. And even though I like the Steelers head coach better, I thought the edge went to Deshaun Watson's over Kenny Pickett uh, and also looking at their schedule. So let's start with number eight. Sorry, Mike Tomlin and the Steelers at six and three. I think they do have some very winnable games, but I am going to say they're the first team out. Uh, They do play the Cardinals, Patriots, Colts, but they still have to play the Bengals twice, the Seahawks, the Ravens, and who knows what the Browns will look like. But with that defense, those will be tough games as well. And number seven, this is where I made a change. I think Buffalo is going to be very happy right now and see this as an opportunity. They just fired Dorsey. I think this Buffalo team has been (laughs) waiting for them to go off. So I'm going to put Buffalo in. I see this as an opportunity for them. Maybe they will get some kind of boost and figure things out, even though it seems like things are falling apart. Crazy things can happen. So I'm rooting for some chaos and a shakeup, and I'm putting the Bills in. Now, this one, I think I have another surprise for you. They rank 10th in total DVOA. Sorry, Jacksonville, but the Texans are winning the division, but you still get to make the playoffs. Yes. I think I'm still a little bit bitter about what happened against the Niners. That was unforgivable. So you're lucky you're even making the playoffs, Trevor Lawrence. But I don't know. Maybe they do need to relocate to London. Joe, you brought that up, and I think that's a very good point. (laughs) They do have a tough schedule the rest of the way, but uh, I can't completely be out on the Jags, so put them at six. And number five, another shakeup. The DVOA is terrible. Some people don't really believe in DVOA that much, so I'll lean that way for this argument. (laughs) I am going to say they get things going, and when this offense is clicking, Joe Burrow and the Bengals can hang with anyone, so I am putting... The Bengals at number oh five. Yeah. I love this. You like, like it? DVOA. We don't <laughs> believe in DVOA like, like it's the tooth fairy or something. Like, it's, I don't believe in DVOA. It's a hey, tooth fairy. Like it's the this. Easter bunny. Any of those things. Uh, okay. Uh, so as far as Ooh. my rankings are concerned, guess what, Aaron? We're in agreement. At number five. The Cincinnati Bengals will be the first wild card team in. And you know what's fascinating to me is that my model does not have the Bengals uh, beating the Ravens on Thursday night. In fact, they're not even covering. They're not even covering the game. I'm taking Baltimore there despite whatever money line advice I may have dispensed earlier. But the model says to back the Ravens here. Uh, so I'm going to do just that and say that the Bengals cannot win the AFC North, but they will go on a tear and they will get the top wild card spot. So I've got the Bengals at five. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, Joe Burrow is fourth in the NFL in completion percentage over expected in the last three weeks. He will go nuts and the Bengals will be mighty scary come playoff time. At number six, I do have the Jaguars winning the AFC South. So it will be the Texans uh, getting number six. Backing a rookie quarterback does scare the crud out of me. It has for a long time. It will continue to scare the crud out of me. But what can't be denied is just how easy the schedule is for the Texans. Sumer Sports has it as the second easiest in football just behind the Saints. And then as for C.J. Stroud, 
He's sixth in total EPA and top 15 in big time throw rate per PFF. What he is doing is out of this world. And look, the pass rushers for the Texans, notably Will Anderson, he's on an uptick. The pass defense also on an uptick. What's not to like about the Texans in some ways, despite C.J. Stroud being consistent, in some ways the Texans, they're peaking at just the right time. So it will be wonderfully exciting to watch them get a playoff spot. And then at number seven, I still have the Browns making the playoffs. I mentioned before that, look, when you have the number one defense and it's that much better than everyone else's, A, consistency with defense is just hard to come by, but the Browns are largely showing us that. But then also, too, historically, really, really good defenses do make the playoffs. And I think that trend will continue. Now, in all fairness, uh, John Daigle pointed this out, and it's a really important stat. Lowest completion rates in the league from a clean pocket out of 37 qualifiers out of 37, P.J. Walker is 37 at 51.6%. The quarterback play will be terrible. But in that division with, you know, a couple with, you know, Steelers not having a great quarterback, some other teams not having great quarterbacks, I think the Browns can win those games, and it will be just enough to make the playoffs. Give me the Browns is getting that last spot. And the first one out for me, it would be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Why? Because there's a bit of a tiebreaker here that might matter, uh, where they lost to the Texans back in October, and that might be a big deal here. Not to mention, you look at the Steelers' point differential, that is an indicator they will come back down to reality. It is terrible compared with everybody else. And so give me the Bengals, Texans, Browns, and the Steelers is the first out, Joe. I couldn't disagree with you guys more, like on everything. <laughs> there, there's one thing that stands out that we are in agreement on, but man. All right, I'm going to work backwards, and you'll see why uh, as we wrap up. So uh, the the team that will just miss the playoffs, unlike you guys, I have Cincinnati out. Cincinnati mm. misses it. Maybe it comes down to a tiebreaker, head-to-head. I mean – They've only played two division games, so we'll see. They they better start playing better uh, in division play, 0-2 to start. But they still haven't even played either Steeler game. So they got two of those matchups uh, coming up. But, you know, we'll see. The, the health of the receivers, they're, they're going to need to get better. I mean, yes, Chase ended up scoring a touchdown. Yardage-wise, he had a same, game, same day. He was not the target hog that we're used to seeing with Jamar Chase. He clearly was not healthy in that game. He popped a couple of times, and they need him. Who knows how long Higgins is going to be out. It's just going to be something that lingers, and, th and that could hurt them a little bit. So uh, I, I wonder, was the defense back all the way? I don't know. We certainly did not see that on Sunday. So I have Cincinnati Bengals out of the playoffs the seven seed yeah that's right they've been outgained in every game neither of you had them making the playoffs but i'm putting the steelers in they're gonna do enough now the very end of the season could be rough it's cincinnati seattle baltimore but i think they're gonna have enough wins by that point that they're gonna sl be sliding down but they're still gonna end up making the playoffs i had the steelers at seven number six aaron we agree on something the Jaguars oh, wow. are a wild card team because the Houston Texans are winning the division. That's why part of me wanted to fade the Texans. It's still a rookie quarterback. We've seen Stroud, you know, go have his ups and downs, more ups than downs. But one thing I couldn't escape with Houston 
is a list of opposing quarterbacks that they're going to see in the final five games of the season. It's going to be the Jets quarterback, whether that's Zach Wilson or not, right? We're going to see Will Levis twice. They're going to see Minshew in last game, last game. Now the Cleveland quarterback, whoever that ends up being. The opposing quarterback list for the Texans is so soft that I think they're going to do enough and win the division, and Jacksonville is going to be your six seed. Your five seed, which I will get criticized for, and you'll see why I worked backwards here. Your five seed is the Baltimore Ravens because the Cleveland Browns win the division. That's right. It's fine. I went over why with Watson. Watson's not worth much. And we keep looking. Oh, he had a good quarter. He had a good half. It's been two years, guys. It's been two years. Watson is worth very little to the point spread. I'm not concerned about that at all. So the Browns end up winning the division. Yeah, you got that right. Where where are all these scary teams that the Browns are facing moving forward? Where are they? I'm still looking for them. Apparently, Ed has Deshaun Watson as a top 10 quarterback in the league because it's the worst news ever that Deshaun Watson is going to be missing time. Even though he leaves, got horrible quarterback play, and they still won those games. But I don't understand why you're so down on Watson but still didn't have P.J. Walker on your list of Both stink. Backup Both are terrible. The okay, Browns so don't win games defense. based on quarterback play. Okay, yeah. so they're going to be the able to hang with some of these high-powered offenses? Come playoff time? What What has this been the year of? What has this been the year of? It's the year of the under. I don't know. Nobody's scoring. I think come matter. playoff time, something might be different here. You think we'll playoff see. time we're going to have high-scoring affairs? No way. With some of these Why teams, would it change? yes. In bad weather, wind, and now we're going to start to see scoring? I don't think so. Can someone All show right. me an aspirin after that? Because the Ravens are going to win the AFC North. What are you talking Why about? Why is it such a lot? Why is it also such a hard to beat a team oh, twice? Oh, they have the same amount of losses as I, you look at the division. Why is that a lock that the Ravens are winning the AFC North? I don't understand. You got I mean, three my, teams with three my, losses my in that division. As much. Oh, well, then I it's mean, done. It, yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, the, my power rankings. Yeah. But but three but teams have three losses, and you're acting like they have a two game lead in the division, which they don't. No, I don't I'm know. Not, I mean, I'm not doing that. But I'm saying, like, in terms of overall quality, like the Ravens are that much better than everybody else. Like, defense is still quite good, despite what happened on Sunday. You, you trust Lamar Jackson? I mean, th- this is an MVP caliber quarterback we're talking about here. And right. look, I mean, let's be honest here. Like in that division. Which quarterback's playing the best? It's Lamar Jackson, and it's really not close. I mean, Joe Burrow, the sample size is too small. I I do have hope and optimism that it will get better for him. But, I mean, Jackson is the guy in that division. That has to mean something. And then you look at other, you know, advanced numbers here. The, the Ravens just are better than everybody else. Yes, there can be a move. If we're talking about a value play, absolutely, I'm open to that. But as far as just raw numbers, it's the Ravens and everybody else. All right, we'll see. I mean, we'll see how they do against San Francisco, Miami, and Pittsburgh last three games. I mean, those are tough tests for them. They're going to San Francisco. Probably the one place that you don't want to go. What's Lamar's record against NFC teams again? Oh, that is so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) It's the dumbest trend ever. Oh, you happen to be in the NFC. What's what's Lamar as a favorite? What's our trend or truth for that one? (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, we could find something that would fit the argument. Yeah, what about the trend about it's difficult to beat the same team twice? So congratulations, the Browns beat the Ravens. Listen, I, mean, I know you guys have crowned the Ravens. I know you have. But that division's going to come down to the very end. Oh, yeah, for sure. That division is going to have the most I mean, playoff they're teams. All... Mm-hmm. I agree. No, it'll be super exciting. Like, that for sure is, is definitely going to be the case. But, I mean, again, I just go back to Lamar Jackson's at an MVP caliber level right now. And Joe Burrow isn't quite there yet, despite, you know, the last few weeks. And with, and with the Browns, like, yes, the defense is better, but the defense doesn't overcome the offensive deficiencies. Now, one thing I will say, though, when it comes to the Browns, like the rushing attack that they had against the Ravens, it was fantastic. Plus 30 rushing yards over expected. But that was the first time that we saw a good ground and pound game from the Browns than, you know, prior to the Nick Chubb injury. So I need to see more of that to feel comfortable that they can win the division. I think they can make the playoffs just because the team's strengths are overwhelmingly so, especially when you look at quick pressures and, you know, Miles Garrett being double teamed and still being able to break through all that stuff. Like, oh, that's great. Not taking anything away from the Browns. The problem is the offensive stuff needs to be more sustainable. If, if Nick Chubb were still on this offense, and this is me, you know, talking about someone and running backs, like, I don't care about running backs, but if Chubb were in this rushing attack, I would feel very differently about their chances going forward. But I just can't do that right now with Jerome Ford and company. I mean, we're we're putting Lamar on this pedestal. Like the loss to Indy didn't happen. Like last week didn't happen. Like he's had a a handful of duds. He has. Like I know the great games. He's great, and it brings all the numbers way up. But let's not act like he hasn't had some awful games this season. He has. One quick one from the peanut gallery. No consideration of the Chargers. That might be my second team out or third team out, depending upon where they are with the Bills. But I think the Chargers offer value as far as making the playoffs, but I couldn't do it just straight up for power rankings. I could not. No. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we're going off the board right here on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Happy Hump Day. Happy Women of Wagertainment Day. It is a great day here on the BetQL Network. (laughs) So dumb. It's Wow Day. All right. Speaking of women, I have a question. What color do I wear for that? I know, right? I got a question for the group. Pink. So I log into Instagram. Yeah. It's probably a bad habit to do when you first wake up. Some people would suggest against it, but whatever. That's what I do sometimes. So this woman, so we have mutual friends. So I followed her because she followed me because I didn't want to seem like a jerk if you don't follow back, right? She keeps posting like PDA pictures of her and her husband where like her husband's grabbing her butt. They're basically making out. And I am like, what is going on here is this appropriate i don't want to see you and your husband also is this a red flag when couples totally are posting of like oh we're so in love is someone cheating here is your marriage going bad i think it's annoying so i wanted to ask you where we at on these types of posts on instagram joe i do it all the time already i do it all the time (laughs) 
no, I'm annoyed because I'm thinking about people that I know that do this sort of thing. And you're right. It is a big red, red flag. My model says 87% of the time that these people, once, once their child graduates high school, they get a divorce. That, that's just what the numbers say. I'm, there's a reason that they're going out of their way and acting like their life is perfect. I just roll my eyes at these people. I know the ones you're talking about. I'm like, shut up. Yes. Like, the people that go on social media to wish happy birthday to, like, you know, you could just say it to your wife. You don't need to put it out there for everybody else to see and then tag, oh, you got all the likes and oh, congratulations, blah, blah, blah. So, so lame, so lame. Get out of my face with this crap. I hate it. I hate it. So are they taking selfies as he's grabbing her from that, behind? Okay. Like who's I'm taking a picture? I'm so glad you, that's my next question. Did you hire a professional <laughs> photographer and you're like nearly like, is it from far away? A while. Yeah, like I'm just like, what yeah. is with these photo shoots? Did you set up a tripod? Some are in their backyard. Yeah. Some are other places. I am so annoyed. I'm probably going to hit unfollow. They have children? I was wondering if they have the children. kid take pictures. Because that would be weird. You think? Really weird. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that would be strange. <laughs> I would call Child Protective yeah. Services if a child were having to take photos and videos of such things. CPS, line three for me, please. Good and night. And where are you now, at on uh, this? Short answer, mute them so you don't have to see it. But uh, by muting... Great idea. Uh, yeah, so do that so you don't have to see it anymore, but you're not unfollowing them, which they're probably keeping track of if they are that careful of their social media presence. So muting is the short answer, but the long answer is I do have a problem with this because not everything in your life needs to be posted on social media. Maybe I'm a little old school for this, but I like the fact that I do things that I don't let the rest of the world know about. And they're not like, you know, controversial things or anything like that. It's just stuff that I go, well, not everybody needs to know about this. So maybe I have the close friends option on Instagram, which I love, by the way. I think the close friends option was a, a great addition so that, okay, a few people can see, you know, a closer side of me or whatever, but it's not going to be everybody. So I look at that and say, not everybody needs to see your business. Not everybody needs to know that you're in love or whatever, or you're offering the right. presence that you're in love because we don't always believe that because sometimes we're just putting our best foot forward or whatever. And also too, like, even if they are that in love and, and all that's fine, sometimes that may also be masking some other problem. And then you're like, well, should I ask? Should I not ask? Like, you know, on the surface, you know, something's wrong, but you're not close enough to ask and see if there's some way you can help or just listen or be a good friend or whatever. So I think it causes more problems uh, than it should. Mm -hmm. It's just strange for like, it, this isn't like, oh, we're getting married and there was like a cute photo shoot and you're in your 20s. Like, right. You're, you're mm -hmm. like 40. I don't want to see you and your husband making out. I don't want to see his hand on your butt. Wait, like, this is did they, really weird. They do, they do pictures of them making out? Yes. Get out of here. That is so strange. Yes. Is anyone it's... pinned up against the glass? And they're not getting paid for it. No, Outside I don't of see a bar that. in Chicago. 
All right. On, listen. On, on listen. Street. I would say she's pinned up, but not against the glass. And oh, on the countertop? Granite? Granite? I texted text one of my friends this morning. I'm like, what is with so-and-so and all these weird PDA pics? She's like, I noticed it too. And I was like, it's weird. But anyways, oh, I got to bring I on mean, Paul. Lord. Speaking of weird. Yeah. Paul, oh, I used boy. to be <laughs> Speaking of weird, Paul, get in here. Uh, I'll yeah. be right back. I got to go talk okay. to Mitch. What is been. this rich stuff with Taylor Swift? Are you on the Taylor Swift beat now on the show? Because I am confused here. So she says she's into witchcraft or she was joking about it. And now she's walking it back. Is that so what's my happening? My inspiration was I feel like when Brady, well, I think he got dumped, but got divorced from Giselle. There's a whole thing about her being a witch, and then like Tom went into the tank, and the Bucks went into the tank. So yeah, I saw this headline as one does when they scroll social media. Um, <laughs> but I, I saw the yeah. So there was something about I guess there's this witchcraft theory, and during one of her songs about a plane in Argentina, a plane flew over. So it kind of added to the witchcraft narrative. Like, Oh, how'd she make that happen? Like, all right. She was probably by an airport at a plane for overhead, like big deal. Um, but um, I was more thinking 3d chess. If they break up chiefs done, Kelsey done. If this witchcraft yeah. thing is a thing, like I, mm-hmm. I'd be very careful if I was Ooh. Travis, I'd also friendly advice from his teammates. Maybe keep this thing going through the super bowl. Like it seems like speaking of PDA yeah. and bliss and there. everything else, they're making no, off, no, making no, out yeah. off the stage well, and everything else. Well, like I, I'd be careful. In. She changed lyrics in, to her song. Yeah. Right. Wouldn't is, the witchcraft thing go the other way though? Because he went after her first. So spin zone is Travis Kelsey, a witch. Anyway, okay, equal opportunity. I'm just saying he he like the whole friendship bracelet thing. He went after her. What's wow? All right, we're witch shaming now. I don't know. Yeah, no, men are warlocks, women are witches. That's Ah, how it works. Title uh, uh, Travis could be a warlock. Yeah, actually, maybe Jason's a warlock. Maybe that's how he's sexiest man alive. Better question, and the answer might be yes. Back to where I mean, we started on, on the calendar, where, with where it being Thanksgiving start? next week, it is very difficult to pull a, pull off a breakup at this point. Like, th- Thanksgiving's next eh, week. Are there families going to be together? It's challenging. Jan- it's challenging. January, worst time. Especially when the world is watching. What? Why? Like, after all Playoffs. the holidays together? Oh, well, for, I know. In this I situation. I'm saying they're going to power through February. If the yeah. Well, I just day. saw another headline. Power. Taylor Swift is going to be in the U.S. for the holidays. I'm like, would these headlines be out if she wasn't dating Travis Kelsey? I think there's just so much attention, like the, the royal family now. <laughs> it's like everyone Which wants to know her every step. Seems like that's going really well for the royal family, by the way. And Harry, <laughs> yes. and I don't know. Yeah. Be yeah. careful. Uh, just, but the idea. <laughs> This is Taylor Swift, the witch. She Mm -hmm. has, and like Giselle, Giselle too. Are you going to say she looks like a witch? She looks a little bit like a witch. (laughs) I knew it. Whoa. I don't disagree. (laughs) There's a little, there's a witch. If she had a broomstick, if she had a broomstick, like, and flew away. And like a pointy hat. The haircut. Yeah. Is it the haircut? There's a little haircut. Part of it. Part of it. Yeah. Always orders. I would say Giselle Morse. Giselle more so though. 
but oh, I, mean, I think Swift is so, more of a more wish. Really? Than oh, which just means you have like magical yeah, wow. powers, or does it also mean you're evil? Is it both? Could be, yeah. Yes. Like I think yes. if you've got powers, could be for good, could oh, be for yeah. bad. You don't have to be a wicked witch. Could be though. The West. You gotta be a. AFC West, the Wicked Witch. <laughs> oh, the Wicked Witch of the AFC West. The Wicked Witches oh, of the West. Over. Wow. The wicked, yeah, there you go. We're done. Charges from the division. <laughs> Talk <laughs> about a team that needs some evil witchcraft. Right. To like That's why they, they aren't in the playoff bolts? rankings because the Chargers won the division. That's why. Yeah. Yes. So, and the Chiefs missed the playoffs completely. <laughs> I don't even know yeah, if that's mathematically the, yeah, possible. Chiefs at this missed point. the playoffs. What's the number on that one? Let me look that up real that's fast. That's some real witchcraft if that happens. What is your angle on the Chiefs missed the playoffs bet? Well, guys, <laughs> witchcraft. Taylor Swift is a witch. Also, but. Uh, I don't know. The there's, not it's the not a perfect uh, thing, but I, I think there's something to be said for a Swift vanquishing a Swift this weekend. Like DeAndre Swift, mm. he's gonna have a monster game. It's a really bad yeah, right. run defense. So you're still sold rushing for leader. Plus two and a half Philly money line, or what? <laughs> we said it. Uh, I played the. Two, oh, it went to three. It went to three like mid Monday. Yeah, so I, I'd grab some three. I think, yeah, I would be comfortable. You got to sprinkle the money line, right? Also, look, if the Chiefs get the ball first, you're going to get a better number, mostly. Oh, maybe not with the way that offense is playing. I think I think there will be live betting opportunities is what I will say. I see two and a half everywhere. I see. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. We talked about it Monday. It popped up to three. I would still play it at two and a half. Two and a half is becoming more a little bit more. Like two is becoming a little bit more of a key number. So especially with these two coaches – Going for two in this game. I could see it. If we go old school and turn into a shootout like these games used to be, there could be teams going for two a little bit more, especially with these two coaches. Could land on Is two. there a difference yeah. between witchcraft and voodoo? Or are they the, the mm. same family? Mm. As someone Voodoo's from voodoo country darker, in Louisiana, right? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, voodoo, I feel like, is like. Yeah, I feel like you got to be south of the Mason Dixon for voodoo. <laughs> yeah, you're rule? probably. Okay. So it's a regional <laughs> thing. Voodoo's a regional deal. Okay. Just make Am sure. I wrong? We learned something. I don't know. I no. thought it was funny. Voodoo, voodoo. Isn't that like a Godsman song or something? I don't know. I've got a funny story about Let that from college, actually. All right. This is Thank You All Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, the Week 11 NFL card. We dive into that right here on the BetQL Network.